episode number one, number 191, the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We are recording January the 15th, 2023. My name is Eric, host of the show based in Southern Ontario, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. As a first responder, witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events and started a small preparedness company to help people get better prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. My name is Ian. I'm a hobby farmer on Vancouver Island and occasional couch surfer in Toronto. I'm Alan. I'm a safety trainer, first responder, security expert, overall safety nerd, and lover of swearing. I'm Jeff. I'm based in central Ontario. I am a target shooter, ham radio operator, general overall handyman, and weather nerd. And I'm Brad. I'm in eastern Ontario, part-time amateur prepper, constantly trying to better myself. I'm Greg. I'm in southeast Georgia, former U.S. Army infantryman, avid prepper, and whiskey enthusiast. My name is Pierre. I'm a technical beard owner. I make funny t-shirts and a government critique. <laughs> they are great t-shirts. <laughs> I will agree. <laughs> if you want to help support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air, you can buy some swag. We have both the Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and tactical Velcro patch at www.prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. All right, if you're enjoying the show between the sniffles and the background talking, uh, please take a few <laughs> minutes and advise, uh, like us on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your feedback, good or bad, or if it's just a topic you want us to cover, you can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. And if you're lucky, you might even get some rage quitting again tonight. I guess we'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> All right, we've got some uh, self-made content for you in this episode. We're going to start off with some recent news. We're going to update you on our personal preps since the last episode. We're going to get into the main topic, preps that you can do on your own. Let's move into the news. All right. Well, uh, as everybody have heard earlier this week, uh, there's some uh, planes grounded across uh, mainly the States, but also Canada. Um, First time that's happened since 9-11. So all domestic, well, basically all flights that were trying to leave the ground in the U.S. were not allowed to go for about eight hours. Um, Originally, they, uh, they had no explanation what happened, and uh, then they turned around and blamed two contractors that put some bad source code in their uh, uh, system that allowed them to disseminate information around to all the airports. However, uh, they had no expl- explanation as to why it happened in Canada as well for a few hours, so I'm thinking denial of service attack. But Or we just did, we just did it because the U.S. did it, and therefore yeah, totally right. Yeah, yeah. And we just yeah. didn't want to be left out of the, the circle. Yeah, yeah, you let those same contractors in, I guess, right? Yeah, that's why that those contractors, those pesky guys, must have gone across and hopped on the border. But yeah, they must have. They must have found an insecure spot to just jump over quick. Yeah, it's not many of those. Hmm. <laughs> uh, second one. One. I guess, despite the fact that I guess pre-election, uh, President Biden did say that the the COVID pandemic was over. Then they turned right around and extended the COVID emergency now till at least April nineteenth. I think it is. So, yay. I have no idea why they do it. But anyway. Yeah. Why does the government do anything? Take money, get power, or at least maintain power. This is true. This is true. Yeah. All right. So I uh, I stumbled across a little nostalgia here. Um, nothing to do with prepping, really, but uh, apparently Zellers is returning to Canada. Interesting. I, I wouldn't say there's nothing to do with prepping. I have a sleeping bag in my camping kit that I bought at Zeller's um, 23 years ago that is still in excellent shape. Okay, Fair enough. 
Yeah, I figured I'd just throw it in there for uh, for those listeners that remember Zellers. It's apparently Dude. coming back in 2023. <laughs> I was I was a I was a floor walker at Zeller in Zellers uh, pre 9 11. Nice. Yeah. So what's Zellers Target. Ah, it's okay. like ca- Canadian Target. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, hopefully they've updated their, their inventory to go beyond like windbreakers and leg warmers, but we'll see. <laughs> I just hope they bring the restaurant back. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Although it's, <laughs> although it's funny, we, we say that it's it's the the Canadian version of Target, but at least in my, my town when Zeller's closed, they actually tried to run a Target in there, and it yep. lasted, what, Eric, maybe eight months, a year tops. Yeah, yeah, just under just under a year. Yeah. Well, Target, Target's like expansion into Canada didn't make any sense for a few reasons. First and foremost, they were trying to convert. Uh, they're trying to pack. Um, um, they're trying to pack trucks and like service out of the U.S. They're trying to distribute into Canada that way, but they were, you know, they're trying to pack kilograms where things met, where things weighed pounds. So they were shipping half full trucks because the they couldn't get the they couldn't get the the conversion right, and their merchant like their 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 planograms and their merchandising was just it was all fixed and they had no flexibility so they couldn't change parts to things that could be sold in Canada and then they were trying to sell things that weren't CSA approved and had to pull them off the shelves so the shelves were always empty. That might explain so, it. So quick question. Do y'all have Walmart in Canada? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well I was gonna say Target didn't last because like the whole reason for Target is to spend a little bit more money so that you can avoid Walmart um, <laughs> for the people in Walmart. <laughs> That's the best part of Walmart though. At three o'clock in the morning. No, yeah. People watching but, is the best part yeah. of Walmart. Yes. That, well, that's why they, they refer to, uh, you know, target as the upscale Walmart. Cause it was Target. It was like, it was grand, <laughs> right? so I've got a couple of, quick uh, ones here. Uh, I don't have a link to it, but um, a grocery store in Kitchener, Ontario was caught selling a party size uh, Caesar salad, not a chicken Caesar, shrimps and nothing like that. Your good old average Caesar salad party size. There's some dispute back and forth about how, how actually or what a party size stands for. Anyways, long story short was it was $41.99 for a salad. Yikes. Dressing extra? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Yikes. That's yep. crazy. Not a whole lot of reason to be charging that much for lettuce. I mean, I saw a three-pack of lettuce here for like five ninety nine just earlier today, but that's just ridiculous. Yep. Yeah, that's incredibly ridiculous. And that's why salad is bad. Yes. <laughs> Stick with meat. <laughs> Salad's always been bad, but now it's really bad. And the uh, the other one I, I just kind of threw in there and I encourage people to have a quick read of it is, um, I don't know if anybody's heard, but there was some hoopla last week about potentially the, um, I believe it was the Consumer Protection Agency in the United States was looking at uh, banning gas stoves because of the, um, the hazard. They said it was a, a health hazard and whatever. So anyways, that kind of went away. But uh, New York's governor uh, just recently in her uh, address uh, proposed a ban on all fossil fuel heating in new homes in New York State by 2030. I say we put a ban on her. 
Yep. They that. basically, um, and I mean, we, we've all seen it where um, we, we don't even have the cars yet, electric cars, EVs to a, a great extent. And they're already telling people the grid can't handle it and whatever. Her answer is, yeah, let's just make all homes electric heat. No, not nothing fossil fuel. So no gas stoves, no oil stoves, no oil heating, no gas heating. It will be electric. Well, that's good. I'm sure we have the infrastructure to support that. That's just yeah, straight up a bad sure. idea. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of those politicians back down over the whole gas stove idea because also it was just the cause du jour, but in – until all of them had videos or pictures of themselves cooking over gas stoves, which was pretty <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it says here in the article, quick, it says, uh, Hochul, who is the, the governor, unveiled a potential ban on the sale of fossil fuel burning heating equipment beginning in 2030, as well as requirements that all that new residential and commercial buildings and gutted um, improvements go all electric over the next decade so we can solve all of this with violence <laughs> every last bit of it it's only heating equipment can you identify the american on the panel first thing is don't count <laughs> uh, but so does that mean that there's going to be a registry when you purchase a new gas stove Ooh, it'll be just be a band mm. that'll solve everything you never know. Yes. Yep, they'll just. Of course it will. Yep. And, and I, I'm just kind of throwing that out there for, you know what, if you're looking yeah. at alternate heating sources and whatever, I'm going to imagine at some point um, with the whole fossil fuel thing, I'm going to imagine at some point um, wood stoves are going to be next on the list that they're going to ban them. I believe, um, and quote me if I'm wrong, Ian, I believe there were a couple of cities or municipalities in BC a few years ago that tried to tried to if you already had the wood stove you were fine but they 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 cut them out on new builds so city of toronto you can't you can't put a, a wood stove or a wood burning fireplace in anymore uh yeah so there's montreal and toronto and uh but they tried they floated the idea in bc and got laughed out of the out of office basically because i mean besides the industry that's based around forestry but simply the fact is there's just no infrastructure to provide an alternative like even the power lines wouldn't be able to handle it, let alone there's no gas lines, there's no nothing on most of the most of BC. So, yeah. So I know I don't know how it is there, but I know in Vermont, uh, my dad's got a wood stove out in his shop, and uh, they told him that he could not insure the building itself uh, because he had a wood stove in there. Yeah. Um, so the way it works is, as long as it's not your primary mode of heat, doesn't matter how much you use it. But we have a uh, we have a radiant floor heat in the house, but we just tend not to leave the circuit breaker on. And then, <laughs> and then the but uh, so that's not the the primary mode of heat is you know radiant floor, whereas you know we heat the house with wood. So that's just the way it is. Yep, I've got wood burning fireplace here, and same thing. They ensure no problem, but gas furnace is uh, primary, but. So. Just might be set low. That's all. Eh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Not admitting anything uh, on the interwebs. I think <laughs> one of the one of the reasons they said he couldn't ensure uh, the the building itself because it was like it's a it's a wooden structure. Um, he has like a, a slab poured or or like tile or something, you know. So the the stove's not sitting on wood or anything, and it has a backing and all that good stuff. Uh, so it's done right, but yeah, they still said that they uh, 
they wouldn't insure it. I was like, well, then don't insure the building. Just insure everything inside it. <laughs> I like uh, yeah. Steve's point in the uh, the live chat. It's just going to design a catalytic converter for wood stoves. That'll make everything better. I'm in the I'll south. Somebody's going to rob that. steals the palladium out of it. I'll take three. <laughs> it's all fun and games until I walk out in my living room and there's a meth head trying to with a sawzall trying to cut off the catalytic converter in yep. my wood stove. Like, bro, I'm well, right he's, here. Well, he's lighting up your truck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Uh, his girlfriend's outside cutting it out of the truck. Yeah. Oh, right. What was I thinking? Right, right, right. <laughs> Joke's on you, woman. I ain't got no catalytic converter on that truck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we move into what we've done lately for preps? Uh, let me see here. Let me go back to my notes. I got a new... Snowboard today. Oh. New to me, anyways. Very nice. Um, my old one has uh, decided to not start, no matter how much I actually pull the pull handle and the electric gears in it aren't meshing anymore. There's a couple of teeth missing on it, so I sourced out a, a new one. Did you put gas in it? I did put gas in it. I even David, changed the oil. Not the stuff from two years ago, the new no. stuff. <laughs> and, and if it's missing teeth, was it getting into fights or what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it was probably in Greg's house stealing the cat. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> missing, missing a couple teeth now. That's it. There you go, yeah. So I, uh, I, I sourced it out on uh, Kijiji actually this afternoon, or sorry, this morning. Nice. And emailed the guy back and forth and okay when are you going to be home can i come and see it tell me a little bit more about it all of that turns out when i went to see the guy i went to school with him 30 years ago huh so well, first first of all i'm calling bullshit because if you ordered it on kijiji you should have asked him to deliver it to your house for free yes <laughs> and he should actually pay you for the privilege of taking it from him yeah. Something like that, yeah. yeah it's yeah. scaling the way the yeah. works. It wasn't bad yeah. though. I, I, it was 11 kilometers from my house. I'm like, I, I can go huh? for a little Sunday drive. No big deal. You're so the I went nice guy it. on Kijiji. Got it. I, I went and got it. He originally had it for just close to $200, and I walked away with it for 160 instead. Hey, not bad. And uh, brought it home. I think I have to uh, adjust the idler arm on the chute. It doesn't seem mm. to be throwing. The snow that I have here is a little bit heavier, um, and uh, I think it should be good to go. So well, I was happy snow, for that one. The snow 11 kilometers away would be completely different, so makes sense. Well, we didn't try it at his North, place. east, or west. Not, not much, anyways. <laughs> I had a couple of bigger drifts here that I wanted to move around, and it just wasn't doing it too much, and I couldn't get somebody to come outside and push down the iron while I took a look at the auger and the impeller to see how well it was turning so i'm going to adjust the idler arm a little bit tighten up the the belt and probably get a new belt for it nice. and it'll have a better snowblower and the engine is actually the same as my old one which works which works very well when it does i was uh, about to say you just said it doesn't well work <laughs> well it doesn't work at the moment but it throws snow when it was working very well fair enough so I'm thinking I might either change the auger or the engine. One to the other. Don't know yet. But anyways, um, did a little bit more cleanup downstairs. Um, I have uh, I have some vacation time this week coming, so I'm going to be working downstairs a lot and uh, 
cleaning up and organizing and building and that's it. That's all I've been doing. Very nice. I did a little bit more work on my Faraday box. It's been lagging and I really do need to get it finished up. So I did a little bit of work, not enough, but I did some, uh, and I just did some fuel rotation. Awesome. Uh, for myself, a little bit of organization. It's getting to be a little bit uh, disorganized around here. Who knew with uh, two little kids running around houses would get like that? Strange phenomenon. Yeah. I got the electrician all lined up for tomorrow. So he's coming to do uh, some other work. And while he's here, he's going to put the, the EMP shields in the, uh, the main uh, breaker box here and the uh, generator. So uh, in the, those panels. So be happy about that. I've been toying around with the idea of doing it myself. And every time I get to the point of getting to the... Uh, breaker box I'm like mm, no nah, i feel like living today so that thing just scares me so <laughs> i had the uh the opportunity he was here so i asked if he put them in he said yeah no problem so gonna get that done tomorrow and then uh, i've been playing around with a 3d printer so i picked that up a little while ago and have finally kind of got it dialed in i've been printing a couple of things here and there and uh, yeah it's been kind of fun to goof around with so i'm gonna message just, you after this i need you to yeah. print me something Okay. Uh, I don't think he's allowed to print <laughs> standard receivers and auto sears. No, no, no. I'm not printing those, but I'll, I'll print you a little. Bo I'll print you a little box or something. Wink, wink. I'll I'll take it. I need a <laughs> I need a coat rack actually. So okay. Let's see what we can do. Anyways, as for myself, uh, see here, I outfitted my Toronto Mobile Prep Unit, which is also known mm. as my car. Uh, I had to ship it out by rail in order to get out here in a reasonable amount of time. And uh, one of the new rules, unlike what it used to be like about 10 years ago, uh, you have to ship it empty. So they allowed me to leave, like, I think, jumper cables, like a snow brush and a first aid kit in there, which I did. But then, of course, it came time to, you know, put everything else I needed in there. So everything from an air pump because I had a leaky tire to, you know... Uh, Lighters, knives, everything else. Uh, still got to find a wool blanket here at the local thrift store, but I'm like working on that. Anyways, and then so yeah, a couple of little tidbits and uh, get new tires put on tomorrow because it uh, turns out that your my uh, West Coast weather, you know, that usually the hippies put up with, and it's just heavy rain and stuff. We don't really need like the the full on uh, heavy grip tires, but since they're basically bald, I thought I should put new tires on before the real snow happens here again. It's probably and, good idea. Yeah, figure I'd rather than end up in the ditch like everybody else. And then uh, that was just setting up my uh, temporary bugout location here, which is also known as uh, one of the other panelists' place. Uh, got a little room in, hiding in the basement. And then uh, just been doing some uh, regular exercise to keep up with the other podcast challenge, uh, which is the 75 Hard Challenge. It's nothing sexual, guys. It is uh, basically just like 75 days of uh, no drinking, exercise, and a bunch of other stuff. But, yeah, it's it's been is good. That, so, yeah. Is that bunch of stuff sexual? Uh, well, it is hard. For <laughs> Somebody invited your cardio. Invite, depends, invited <laughs> that's, to the that's that's what something that's what somebody would say when they want to divert from it being sexual. Mm. That's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask questions. So I'm in for seventy five hard. I I didn't ask. I just yeah. So. That's oh, like you that. have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for myself, I've been crazy busy doing work things uh, and school things. I wrote an accreditation exam on Friday. Uh, it's three bubble sheets uh, with a total of 240 questions. And apparently it's going to take four to six weeks for the government to tell me if I passed. They still uh, do bubble sheets. It's like, it's literally a Scantron and it's yeah, like color in with, with a pencil and yeah. 
And you have to wow. use the HP two and stuff. Yeah, like the eighties still survive, I guess, right? Yeah. I, I thought Zelda's was nostalgic. Yeah. Wow. Um, and and if you if you get outside the line, you uh, you don't get the mark. Oh yeah. Um, did some vehicle maintenance, moved some heavy things around in the gym. Uh, I've been crazy busy with work, school, and some family commitments. Uh, since I was in the neighborhood, this is not really a prep thing, but more of a, apparently we're talking about nostalgic things. Uh, I was in the neighborhood this morning, so I went down to uh, see my grandpa's plane from the time when he was in the Air Force, which is currently on display near the base where he trained. Um, my, uh, uh, my wife and my kids have never, well, my kids have seen it, but it was years and years and years ago. And my wife had never been there, so uh, we went down and took a, uh, took a gander, and I've done nothing else. Um, I've been far too busy uh, with school and work. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, for me, I did a, I think it was yesterday morning, I did a fitness evaluation for an up- upcoming PT test uh, for a job that I'm going out for in Vermont. Uh, did some weapons maintenance, um, some DIY projects. Uh, me and some friends of mine set up a grid down-ish exercise with some uh, other friends coming up here. And I also began helping some more friends uh, figure out what to, where to start on their, their bags and gear. It's a lot of friends. I have Sounds a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they're all in low places though. So it's, Oh, okay. absolutely. Okay. Well, they're kind of higher up. It's actually me. That is the friend <laughs> in low places. <laughs> Um, started prepping a bag for a new rook challenge coming up. I think it starts actually it might start tomorrow. I don't know for um, the other one six weeks. Um, did some. I didn't do much food prep, but pr- food prep was done in the house. A little bit of rotation. Um, did some organizing of a little bit of the extra stuff just laying around that we've kind of just thrown places, and went on a crazy rabbit hole chase. And I find out when you want to do two of everything, it sucks because it's double. Is it propane tanks? Right? Propane tanks? No, no. Can openers. <laughs> Carbon dioxide detectors. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> I couldn't get to the mute button fast enough. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was a fun adventure doing some research, reading up and everything. So I guess you could say I, uh, I had learned something. That was good. Very nice. I, I was going to say I had to juggle two CGN deals at one time, but that's, that's not quite <laughs> quite the same thing. Is that even a thing anymore? Yeah, it is actually, but I just yeah. haven't been on there for a while. <laughs> Amazingly, the market dried up when government started tracking things. That's so weird. Weird. That is weird. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, with that, no, shall, we, uh, <laughs> shall we move into the main topic? Yeah, it's gone to the dark net. Okay. <laughs> All right, so y'all got to bear with me because I got a lot written down over here. So uh, just with this generation of not only preppers, but people as a whole, uh, everyone loves a DIY project. Not only uh, myself, but my wife and my mother both uh, DIY prep. Uh, I myself like to make, uh, like, for example, ferro rods, waterproof matches, char cloth, uh, knives, a little bit of leather work here and there. And I like to make my own, like, first aid kits, IFACs, you know, to keep in the cars. Um, you can buy those already made, and there's some really great ones out there. Uh, personally, I just, I'm picky. I know what I like. So, like, specific, you know, 
uh, carrying cases, specific brand uh, tourniquets, combat gauze, um, quick clot, stuff like that. So I prefer to, to make my own because, I mean, it, it's not going to save you a whole lot of money doing it that way. You might save a few bucks here and there, but I just prefer to make my own. Uh, <clears throat> so a lot of y'all know my me and my wife make like our own soaps, uh, candles, chapsticks, fixing wax, you know, leather conditioner, stuff like that. And a lot of the, uh, the ingredients for all of those will kind of go back and forth and it's just different, uh, levels of, you know, what goes in this one, what goes in that one and stuff like that. But a lot of them actually cross over and use the same one. Um, as far as like the candles and everything, you can make the smaller ones uh, for camping and stuff like that for fire starting. That way you're not sitting there with your lighter, burning out your fuel, stuff like that. Um, that's, that's really the, the type of stuff I enjoy doing. You know, I like to cut my phone off and disappear into the woods for a few days. Uh, but uh, that's what me and my wife do together. My mother does a massive amount of like canning and food prep, water prep, stuff like that, and makes all of her own little crafts and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of reasons to, to do it yourself. Uh, I mean, one, I mean, you can modify whatever gear you may have already or make something a specific way. You know, if you, you don't want to go out and buy it, you can, you know, make your own, make it your way, depending on what you're, what you're looking at. Um, sometimes it's cheaper. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just tinkering around with stuff and, you know, being therapeutic. Uh, Eric, don't mute me or kick me out on this, but I've done a lot of work on and upgrades on uh, people's rifles for them. And they'll be like, yeah, you know, keep that uh, factory trigger mechanism or keep that, you know, factory buffer tube or whatever. You know, uh, I put a skeletonized uh, upper receiver on a guy's rifle for him one day and he let me just keep his old upper receiver. You know, it was stripped, but, and before I knew it, like I had to buy a lower um, and a barrel a gas tube and a gas block and that was it and i had another rifle <laughs> so why um, would i kick you out <laughs> <laughs> well is, is your hands are tight if you get an extra buffer tube you pretty much got to build a rifle yeah. around that right you like, don't have a choice <laughs> yeah it's, it's a must do i i kick you out for not doing it <laughs> um right. but you know it's uh stuff like that uh, if you like working with your hands, I mean, if you like making things, I mean, DIY preps are, you know, they're a dime a dozen different ideas. And if you're worried about, you know, screwing something up, you might want to hit the explicit button, but fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if, you, if you're worried about screwing something up, you know, if, if you can screw it up, you can fix it yeah. or you can make it better. I mean, there's only one way to learn how to do something, and it's by trying. 
you're gonna break a few things you're gonna screw something up believe me you're gonna you're gonna waste a little bit of money here and there but uh it's definitely worth it in the end in in my opinion uh you know there's if you take pride in you know making something or you know whatnot other people are gonna see that uh they're gonna see your product or you know maybe not even a product and you may not be selling anything you you know hanging out at work and you know you got something you use on the regular you know Uh, it's gonna spark conversation let you know you know the type of people that are around you and you know stuff like that uh it opens up a a situation for barter or exchange trade you know stuff like that uh i'm actually i've got a a knife right here that i'm making for darius and he's uh making me a sling i think he actually just finished up the the sling for me yesterday uh so um you know he's no money exchange or anything like that it's just he made me something i made him something we're both going to be able to use it. it was, you know, he was asking me about making him a knife and I was like, well, I got a rifle over here that doesn't have a sling. Actually, that one, oh, yeah. me. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's something like that to where, <laughs> thanks Mel. Um, yes. So, you know, you can, you can just find a lot more peace and, and just making something than just going out and buying it. You know, I've, I've made, a lot of stuff <laughs> i i don't even know where to 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 begin because i guarantee i'm gonna look over something uh like i said you know the different you know candles leather conditioners the fix and wax and stuff like that you know it's not it's not hard to do it's time consuming you know but it's it's fun i mean i can literally take stuff with me out into the to the woods and take my little camp stove out there uh with a little fuel thing and i can sit out there in the woods and make that stuff and be in my own little world uh i can do it at my desk at work well not now because i started a new job and they're probably not gonna let me bring fire in there um i'm pretty Actually, sure I do I... A question the... okay i got a question i got a question on the fire out there because the fire kits so you, you said you make your own ferro rods. Like I assume you buy like the bulk ferro rods on Amazon or something. I do. Uh, and, and I'll do that. And uh, so the craziest thing when I first started doing that is uh, we're working on that. Mel. Mel says uh, you guys need a website to tell to sell your goodies. I was actually going to tell y'all something after all this. We'll uh, we'll talk about it. I am actually setting up like a an Amazon store, Etsy store, yes. where uh, I'm hopefully going to be placing my first order of uh certain products um hopefully not next maybe towards the end of next month beginning of the following not sure but uh on the ferro rods yeah i'd just buy those in bulk um just the blank ones uh nothing on them and then i got some uh little strikers as well that have like the little measurements on them i got one around here somewhere um but yeah this one right here actually so it's got like a can opener and little ah rattle thing yeah um and i just use that as a as an extra because i like to put on my knives i put a 90 degree edge on the back but anyway sorry i got sidetracked there um 
the uh, ferro rods, when I first started doing them, I was like, you know, I don't know what type of wood to use. I found a, a website where it was like hardwood flooring, okay? And, you know, hardwood flooring, some of them is like, I don't know, maybe an inch thick. Uh, and I just cut it up, man, drilled a hole, glued them in there, and uh, just shaped it and played around. And that's how I first started doing them. Uh, I may play around with some epoxy doing it that way. Uh, I have not tried putting a handle on any of the uh, the half inch by like five, stuff like that. Um, you know, I that, that one's pretty big as it is. Uh, but I thought about doing like a, like a fatwood handle on it. So you can literally just shave the handle down and then strike it and be good to go. Uh, just little stuff like that. And I mean, I'm in South Georgia. It's fat wood everywhere. So, and that's another thing. If you, if you don't know how to identify uh fat wood or a, a pine knot or stuff like that, um, there's a million other things that it's called. There's videos all over YouTube. Uh, if you've got pine trees around you, just grab a backpack, grab your significant other and, you know, just go for a hike. I couldn't tell you how many times me and Jessica just grab our backpack and I'll grab my little folding saw and throw it in there and let's go for a walk. If I see a, a down pine tree or something like that, I'll, I'll cut it at the knot and, you know, throw a little pine knot in the backpack and come home and make a little fire kit, stuff like that. It's, it's peaceful. It's helpful. You know, I enjoy it. Nice. I got you, Mel. <laughs> um, Mel said she needs a whole uh, chef knife set made. So I'll, I'll start working on that next. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Uh, so I got a couple of things here in regards to just some, some little DIY preps that I've done uh, at one point in time or another. And I think we've all done this one on the panel, or most of us have anyway. It's just building a little Faraday box. So I'd like a 50 cal ammo can. Fairly simple to do, fairly inexpensive, and you can put some of your electronics in there. Uh, so I just need the uh, 50 cal ammo box and um, some way to seal it up. And you know, can put some cardboard in around the inside of it and some, uh, uh, some tape to hold it in, and away you well, go. I think, I think the benefit of doing that, too, is the fact that it's just really not commercially available. Like you can't That's walk into Walmart yeah. and say, I, I need I need an EMP Faraday cage because can somebody help me with that? And most <laughs> people won't know what post, it is, right? So This is true, yeah. yeah. So, so the thing is with, with the DIY prep, sometimes it's necessity that you know creates that yep. you know, urge, I yep, guess, true. you're not, not going to get it otherwise. True, yeah. There are some, some commercial product out there for Faraday boxes that you can purchase now, but for a long time they weren't out there. They're just kind of starting to get popular now. But um, yes, yeah, still way easier to build one to your specs uh, to fill what you need. Um, so it's one option. Uh, portable power box is something else I've kind of discussed throughout the episodes that I've put together. Uh, again, using the 50 cal ammo can, this one was uh, plastic versus metal. And just put a, uh, a LifePo battery in it and I use it for all my portable ham radio operation. So it was you know, 
took uh, took an hour or two to put together and figure it all out. It cost me one battery because I hooked it up backwards the first time around. But uh, hey, you know what? That's all about learning, right? So let the let the magic smoke out. Realize that uh, you got to put the smoke back in, and I have no way to put the smoke back in. So uh, had to replace. Well, you haven't burned a cell phone yet, so this is true. This is true. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, as well, I know this is shocking. I'm going to go along the ham radio route of things, but, uh, building your own antennas is something that you, uh, you can also do uh, fairly cheaply and fairly easily. Uh, again, it takes a little bit of research to do, but uh, a couple of bits and pieces and some, uh, some wire and you've got yourself an antenna. So you don't have to go commercial for that because there's all kinds of rabbit holes you go down with commercial antennas. Uh, but quick little guide and a few little bits and pieces and away you go with your own and it's way cheaper than uh, than buying a commercial and you learn yeah, a lot too doing it definitely a lot of money to be saved there oh yes and uh, and as i mentioned in what we've done lately for preps i gotta throw 3d printing in because it's my new addiction <laughs> so, so and you can make all kinds of stuff with that so you went down a yeah, different so rabbit hole i did yeah <laughs> So question on the 3D printing now, is it yep. uh, getting to the point where now like you can get like metal embedded kind of plastic or some sort of structurally stronger material than just regular like kind of the you know the, the plastic plastic? Yeah, I've only printed like... I've only printed with PLA so far. Uh, I think you can get some fancier stuff, but I have not gone down that rabbit hole yet. I'll let you know when I do because I'm probably bound to. <laughs> but yeah, it's the, yeah I've only printed with like plastic. Captain yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they can toughen it up somehow to like make it a little more durable or, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Uh, Steve yeah. is saying uh, carbon fiber filament. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah. All right, then. And uh, he's got six printers, so. <laughs> of course he yeah, does. It's a, yeah, it's an addiction. It's it's a lot like guns. When you get one, they, they multiply. Oh. <laughs> yes. So, so um, are evil, scary. I, I put down a, <laughs> I put down um you know especially like I mentioned in the the beginning news article with the the cost of produce or basically anything going up so it's, um if you haven't or you're interested in it build yourself a, a garden raised beds do it now why not why wait till the snow's gone and the spring's there uh, build it now, or if you want to go one step further, um, you can maybe turn that raised bed into a small greenhouse. Um, there's yep. lots of uh, projects out there on YouTube and that kind of stuff. Um, I've seen them; they just they build a they build a raised bed and just put a, a build a dome structure over it, cover it in plastic, and it literally acts like a like a greenhouse in the winter, and they grow year round. So. Yep. You know, if that's something you're uh, you're interested in, and I'm going to say maybe you should be, um, I'm I'm looking into them right now. So, um, Eric mentioned it. Um, I put it in there. If you're concerned about electricity, solar storms, EMPs, whatever, um, take a crack at building some sort of a Faraday box. Again, like Eric said, it doesn't have to be something big. It can be uh, you know a 50 cal ammo box. Um, you know, it could be a, a toolbox of some kind. As long as you've got a way to tighten it down so that there's no um, no way for the, the signal to get in, um, you're you're good to go. There's all kinds of them, again, on YouTube and that kind of stuff. Do, do be a little bit cautious. There, there are, obviously, with anything, 
um, ideas out there that just won't work. But um, any questions, ask somebody on the panel. I'm sure uh, we can figure something out for you. Or you can cycle back. I don't remember the exact episode number, but we did a full episode with uh, EMP Doctor where he gets uh, quite in-depth with setting things up and building a Faraday box. And hopefully we're going to get EMP Shield on here in the near future as well. So we'll have two different uh, perspectives on it. So, Yep. Also, also a quick thing, because you're mentioning flower beds and everything that, you know, it's a little while away, but when uh, everything starts melting, the snow and everything, Mel mentions it's a great time to watch your yard, see where the water pools. So you're not necessarily going to put your garden right in the water puddle. You probably want it close to there so you don't have to uh, garden as much, but you don't, depending on what you're growing, you don't want to flood the soil too much or whatever. So keep that in mind. Great point. Good point. Also, yeah. where you might have a spring, too. You never know. Yep. Mm, yep. yep. I built half my uh, half my garage gym out of, by, by myself, out of lumber left over from my garage build. So I built a squat rack. I built a, a sled. I built a bench. Uh, there's all kinds of all kinds of things you can build. I still have a like a step up box that I, you know, half a sheet of plywood. Um, so there's there's lots of options there too. There, don't let uh, don't let your imagination. Or let your imagination be your only limit, I guess. There's a guy on uh, YouTube that <clears throat> he's he's built a ton of uh, garage or garage gym equipment out of lumber and built a power rack, built a, a half rack, a bench, everything. I mean, dude made his own um, his own plates. He made his own uh, barbell. Uh, dude's freaking insane. His name's uh, DIY Duke. Love that guy. Uh, he's freaking awesome. I mean, the way oh, yeah. it, the things he comes out with is insane. A, a lot of a lot of guys I see are uh, are built making their own plates out of concrete, right? Like, yeah, you know, I you actually have the old school out in my garage. Yeah, yeah, the old school, the old school concrete with uh, with plastic uh-huh. around them, right? You, there's that's just concrete, right? There's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with doing that. You just got to be be careful not to drop them too hard. Yeah. Uh, so what or I started on doing on yeah, that on your toes as well. <laughs> what I started doing with those uh, when I first started making them, I got some of the rattle can uh, bed liner. And I just sprayed it. Uh, and instead of 45s, I made 50s. So uh, right now I can't make any because it's kind of cold out and I'm about to move. So no point. But yeah. Do not tell us what the actual temperature is there and call it cold. Did you see? Cold? Uh, I mean, don't, don't too cold to make concrete. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do don't it. Do it. It was like 30 today. Ban, ban, ban. <laughs> All right, where's the <laughs> kick button? <laughs> Actually, just backing up, uh, Steve did ask if uh, we saw the CBC story the other day about 3D, 3D printing guns. I kind of laugh at that uh, uh, CBC fear-mongering there because, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, theoretically, people could use 3D printers to make all sorts of random stuff. However, people also have had access to, like, pipes for 12-gauge guns, Lays for Sten guns. I mean, machine pistols were named such because they were made in machine shops during World War II. So, I mean, like, there's nothing new under the sun when it comes to that stuff. So, I, as much as the CBC likes to hate 3D printers, they're no more of a different tool than anything else can be used to make uh, anything that's are, an offensive weapon. Are you suggesting that law-abiding citizens are just going to continue doing law-abiding things with things that they acquire? 
Not for and long. Shitty people, and <laughs> shitty people will still do shitty things. So, anyway. It's, weird. Uh, weird. Uh, I was going to say, bands be damned. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, for one, am blown away by this new information. Yeah, it is so weird. Hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, as for myself, uh, yeah, so what got me into the DIY preps as well as just going to the store and buying something is generally when we try and do something on our property, it just doesn't work. Like, uh, you know, buy a pre-made chicken coop is not going to work when the terrain is like sitting at a nine degree or a nine percent pitch or whatever, right? Or a nine percent slope. So it's a problem right off the bat. So like having to design your coop structures on an uneven terrain. Um, I had to rebuild. There's a hay shed area that was like, um, it was on the house plans as a shed, so I was allowed to keep it and I didn't have to like reapply for a, a building permit or anything. I kept it within a minimum size and everything else. But again, to fit it in that footprint, I wasn't going to be able to buy a pre made factory setup, so I have to do it myself. And uh, yeah, so I mean, again, heating the house saves money with, uh, you know, that unnamed material that I use from around the acreage that's not my primary heat source. But uh, right. yeah, I mean, still, it's like it, it's a DIY thing. It takes time, but it saves money. It all is, all is good. Talked about the power and solar setups, but uh, the most recent thing here is like we talked about. I think last time I was on, we talked about how we're going to do a sauna this summer, do like yep. a finished like sauna cabin and stuff. Again, uh, based on the where we're going to put it, where there's no electric electricity around, uh, it's on a slope. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's quad access only, and. Uh, it's a barrel sauna doesn't work where we are because it's just going to turn into mold within four or five months. So we're having to design our own. So if we didn't do that, it would just never happen. So I think a lot of people, especially depending on where they are, I guess, you know, DIY is kind of the only way to go sometimes. So I think it, you know, takes uh, that first step, but I think it's definitely worth it in the long run. Right. Yeah. I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of people doing the, uh, DIY uh, saunas, hot tubs, and you know, bunch of stuff like that. I personally have not done a a hot tub, but I definitely want to do a sauna eventually. That's that was main bringing that up. Can you three D print one? <laughs> you gonna be there a minute? We're gonna Tune in next week. <laughs> well, now hang on. What about those, uh, that company that is, uh, they're like 3D printing houses with recycled material? Oh, I yeah. can't remember. Basically, yeah. it's, it's a CNC Giant. concrete pump and you can yeah. 3D print anything. Like, Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm right. like, these, these 3D printers getting out of hand. <laughs> so we're, 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 we're two steps away from the replicator at this point from Star Trek. Yep. Yeah. It's true. Earl Grey tea, away we go. Oh, yeah. So Steve's uh, tell us that they just scored a sauna for a few hundred bucks off Marketplace, but yeah. Hey, I'm not the only nerd on this panel. Hey, Alan's a nerd because he got the joke. That's right. <laughs> and and Alan is technically Ian. So once again, I mean, it makes sense. no, I'm technically not not Ian. <laughs> So I'm right. about to like really, really blow y'all's mind right now. Oh. You may, you may actually ban me after this. I may not right. be welcome back. Okay, I got the. I'm floating over the ban button. Go for it. I've never seen Star Wars or Star Trek yeah, we'll at all in my life. Oh, that's I okay. could be a 
deal killer. You're, I don't know. You're really not missing much. That's <laughs> no, fine. We won't ban you on that one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey, did I show you my new gun? You should fix yourself and watch <laughs> the show. <stuff. laughs> that one might get. Oh, jeez. Um, so I didn't put anything in the notes, um, but I was just thinking whatever. I mean, I, I'm a huge supporter of making your own first aid kits because pretty much anywhere you buy, I mean, I pretty much just buy it for the rolls of gauze and you know maybe the pouch it comes in, but I pretty much just empty it. You know, whether it be Amazon, like a roll of gauze is pretty much a roll of gauze, give or take. Um, yeah. You know, don't cheap out on some things. Um, do some research, ask some people. Building your own first aid kit is a great start to doing something for yourself. And then from there, something that, you know, you always have in your preps, just, you know, doing some research and saying like, hey, you know, like Greg was saying, those Faraday rods, like he walks around, picks up a tree, costs them nothing but hour or, you know, like his personal time, which I mean, if mm -hmm. you're just going to sit down and watch TV, your, your time is worth nothing. Right? If you're calling in sick to do this, then it costs you money. But, you know, if it's on your spare time, might give you, you know, just something and may not be cost effective but i was like you know right off the get-go but i was like just the the value of you know you taking something and making it work however it's supposed to work and be able to use it and say it worked and be like you know it's a little bit better than that add to cart button yeah, on the amazon exactly. order list for some mm -hmm. things um another good diy which uh scott mentioned um learning how to do something so if you know someone that's mechanically inclined or anything taking the time and just being like hey you know when you're not busy or next time if they do their own repairs on their vehicle like hey do you mind if i come over and you kind of explain it and then you know hey can you come over and give me a hand you know what do i need to buy you know learning stuff like that like he says he doesn't want to do a diy to repair a septic tank like i don't think anybody does but you know if <laughs> if something happens and like nobody can come out or you know it's going to be so you $10, mean when, when shit happens something. then? Yeah, because yeah, that uh, shit will cost you at least two thousand dollars here. Yeah, <laughs> it is a shitty exactly. job, but so, but you know, just something like that, and then uh, you know, just just doing small things like that. You know, learning how to drywall, learning how to use a level and put a shelf up for yourself. Um, and then earlier in the chat, someone had mentioned, I think it was on the Facebook one, um, that you know he took the time to learn stuff because you know the funds weren't available but he's like now i have the funds so now i can pick and choose what i want to do and if i i want to make this a priority or now i can hire someone but if a lot of changes, times like like i'm in the, i'm in the same boat with that like I, I learned how to you know uh work on all my own cars and stuff like that now i just don't like doing it but you know i still i'm still like god I don't want to pay How this asshole labor? to fix my like, stuff. Sure? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, right, oh, it calls I mean, for eight hours. I know you're doing it in two and a half. Don't bullshit <laughs> me. <laughs> but the book says, right? So, yeah, but, you know, I mean, like, I won't swap an engine out in my driveway, but, like, I'll do brakes all day. Every yeah, day. exactly. Like, so I can pick and choose, right? Like, there's $200, $300 saved in labor. Yeah. I can get a discount on parts. Right, because yeah, people, exactly. Or you know someone or whatever. I mean, yeah, you can pocket a lot of money. It's not a lot of work. Yes, you need to know what you're doing and be 
due diligence because you don't want to be like, I think it's good and then have no breaks when you leave. Um, but just doing small stuff like that, um, wait till winter and then figure out how to take your carb apart to make sure to get the snow is another really good way of doing your stuff yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's no so. other choice. <laughs> no, I had no choice. Right. But I mean, yep. but putting yourself in that scenario, right. If mm-hmm. it's just something you're like, oh, it should be good. Like, middle of a snowstorm. I think we've got like what? 40 centimeters of snow. Like yep. I did not want to shovel it by hand. No. Um, and just, if not like what repair shop where you can go anywhere. What repair shop? Sometimes you, you just got to go back to bed, man. Sometimes you just got to go back to bed. The snow will eventually go away. It yeah. will eventually melt. Either it's so. going to be there tomorrow or it's not. <laughs> and either way, it sounds like it's future Pierre's problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a next, you know, this sounds like a 2023 problem. <laughs> the last two days of uh, December. But um, making, making time, um, if there's something you'll want to learn, you know, we all say YouTube, YouTube. My rule of thumb is I always look at three to five videos yep. mm-hmm. and eventually they start making some sense and one of them is way off. Don't listen yep. to the one that's way off. So just start doing some research and seeing like, you know, hey, how, you know, I want to build a battery box because, you know, they can be $2,000. Yep. The amount of information out there, you might be able to get yourself a battery, one of those boxes, an inverter. You can, you know, look it up and do it piece by piece, watch the videos, make, make your little, you know, yep. doing anything like that keeps you busy, keeps your mind going. It's always one of the best things. Keep your brain going. Yep. Uh, I did see Scott chiming in there in the live chat, but uh, he forgot. He, you know, he's mentioning uh, septic tanks and all that kind of things, but he didn't mention gasifiers. A little <laughs> that's disappointed, Scott. That's good. That's because he hasn't actually taken the wheel and built his yeah. own gasifier yet. Oh, fair Ooh. enough. I, I thought Scott. for sure he would be all over this episode talking gasifiers. Instead, nope. he's Go- lurking in the chat. Gauntlet thrown down, so I'm hoping that six uh, weeks ago he'll he'll show us what's what and show us what he's Are doing. gasifiers becoming the new ham license? Oh, they might. Yes. Yeah, that might be a thing. Speaking of which, I'm actually going to be messing with my ham radio tomorrow. Oh, look at you go. Yeah. Very nice. Don't I don't know what I'm doing, smoke but... Out. Don't let the smoke out. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to let the smoke out. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, actually, I actually hit a repeater today while I was driving. I hit a repeater that Did it uh, jumped me from <laughs> 2 meters to 10 meters, and I was able to connect overseas. I was able to connect to Europe and uh, really? make a couple of contacts while I was driving down the 401 today. You have like awesome luck with that. Well, there's there's one repeater in my area. Uh, it's VE3 MMX, and it's all it's always on crossband. And yep. uh, I hit Australia last time I was last time I was driving around, and hmm. um, I hit uh, I hit Spain today. It was pretty cool. Nice, very nice. And Dallas, but it was a it was a shoddy connection. Yeah, that's too close. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, anybody have any other DIY projects or any other thoughts for uh, for this episode? Uh, well, Mel mentioned that I didn't even think about it, but uh, we're going to try and figure out how to make our own uh, essential oils. Oh, yeah, there you they go. They can get crazy expensive and hard yep. to find. That's, um, yeah, so we're thinking of uh, right now we're in the midst of trying to figure out what we're doing, so we might not invest in it right now, but it is something that... Uh, we're looking into figuring out, you know, it might not be 
cost-effective right off the get-go, but easily and readily available without everything being out of stock or who knows yep. what. So, yeah, that's definitely something we want to look into. Make our yeah, little hipster good. box. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, essential oils and stuff like that, like, there's, there's some that you just got to be, you know, weary of too because there's so many on on the market now yeah um and some are just they're just like fragrance oils essentially yeah. um and so. it's just a waste and then you get it you know you'll order it and be like oh okay this is great and then you're like what what the hell it's no good like, <laughs> this sucks <laughs> and, and then at that point you're gonna have to practice your gardening skills because then you yeah. know what you got you take it from your garden put it in yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, no. cool. yeah me and just were just talking about that too actually oh yeah it's been a thing we want to do for a little while and yeah yeah we're probably gonna get going on it this year just because i mean look at the price of everything exactly availability of everything right so. yep awesome yeah, the, the whole idea of tonight's episode was just get everybody kind of thinking about different projects they can take on uh you know, while times are good, build up some skills, build up some knowledge, build up uh, just your confidence in taking on a new task and, and making something that's going to be useful for you. And uh, hopefully we've kind of sparked some uh, ideas in everybody's minds and on a little project that they might want to take on and uh, maybe get going with it. So it's kind of the, the thoughts for this episode. Hopefully it's helped some people out. But how about we move into the podcast challenge? All right, so it's time to uh, take the wheel and make your own favorite project happen. So consider designing or building one preparedness project versus buying it at a retail outlet. Awesome. And if you do uh, uh, end up making something, flip an email into feedback at prepperpodcast.ca and let us know uh, what it is you came up with. Hang on real quick. Uh, In the comments here, Ryan Olson, he says, what has been your best lesson taught while making a DIY project? Watch out for the freaking pointy end. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say watch out for the pointy end was a, uh, was a pretty, pretty good one. Cause I thought I was going to lose um, my favorite finger. So yeah, mine was don't cross the polarities. Yeah. Clamp your work, clamp your work down. And I, I realized <laughs> that after I put a drill bit through my hand. Yep. Uh, Ooh, yep. sa- yeah. Safety gear is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. Slow down, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Best thing I can say: slow down. Uh, you know, absolutely. Regardless of whatever we do, a lot of times when when things start, you know, going smoothly, we get tunnel vision. Uh, regardless of what we're doing, whether it be you know just have just walking through a store you know you're just in your own little world and whatnot next thing you know you smacked your face on a pole um i don't want to talk about it but (laughs) (laughs) uh but no just slow down pay attention and and think ahead uh play chess don't play checkers yeah i think that's a big uh big takeaway because uh in today's day and age everybody's in a rush to go absolutely Mm -hmm. nowhere and do all kinds of nothing Right. So when you do take on a DIY project, slow down, take your time with it, enjoy the process. And if it's going to take you a few days, it's going to take you a few days, but projects not going nowhere. Exactly. Slow down and just take your time with it. Then chances are, you're not going to put a drill bit through your hand or, you know, grab the pointy end, grab the pointy end or, you know, let the smoke out. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I would just say uh, do some research and uh, maybe you know look up. Uh, you think you get everything, and then you realize half of what you purchase doesn't work with the other half, mm -hmm. and you have no intention of using it. And it costs you twice as much, or uh, you jump in it too much. So that that's one thing I've noticed. Is it really a project though? If you don't have to go to the hardware store at least twice, or oh, you gonna make trips. <laughs> you gonna oh, make yeah, some trips, make trips right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, just I, I I am a big fan of you know hey like the way we put shelves up. We bought these brackets, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna keep putting these up. So I'm like, you know, count the studs, and I'm like, uh, add another ten. You know, <laughs> we're putting up six shelves. Yeah, buy that. You know. 500 pack of screws we don't need that much <laughs> i'm not coming back for one screw right but <laughs> yep. you know take taking the time and you know measure twice two three times you don't want to go back just to get one board and there you know be all about that yeah that's right. mostly you know the house reno stuff is yeah really take your time you know google different options look at different stores even though one store is closer you know if you drive another five minutes maybe you can save 200 bucks exactly well or find a propane tank point. Yeah, that too. I mean, only <laughs> wherever Jeff was. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, that's a big thing. It's just, uh, yep. you know, everybody wants to go, go, go and everything. But sometimes you just need to slow down, Google, yep. you know, obviously Google, go, go walk around. If you're in town one day, make a stop somewhere, go walk around, take some pictures. Yeah. Uh, compare pricing. Sometimes yep. in store deals are better than online deals, sometimes online mm -hmm. deals are better. Or non-existent. Um, <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, oh, solid advice. All right. So we move into uh, upcoming events. All right. Uh, switching over from BC to Ontario now. January 29th is the Orangeville Gun Show. Uh, easy drive from Toronto for most people, and uh, the link is in the show notes. Awesome. Uh, radio Amateurs of Canada is still doing their spring 2023 basic ham radio course. Uh, so check it out at rack.ca. Uh, the cost for the course is 50 bucks, and then you're about 50 bucks ish for the textbook as well. So, all in all, you're in and around 100 bucks for the course. Uh, it does run uh, Thursdays and Sundays. It's starting on January the 26th and ending in early April 2023. And if that is uh, looking like you're going to be away for a couple of those days or not able to attend, don't uh, don't sweat it. They do email out the recording of the class afterwards. So if you miss one or two, it is not a big deal. You can always catch up and uh, definitely well worth doing. So you, so quick question, though, on the 29th, since that's a Sunday, are you still going to be able to get a transfer number? Don't know. That's a good question. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> A transfer number. Yeah, I think it's on the 29th. Can you still call up the? I would think so. I uh, I've yet to do a non-retail purchase after the laws changed, but I mean they must have something yeah. something in place. Like they might have somebody from the CFO's office there. You never know. That's what they used to do for uh, handgun uh, restricted uh, purchases. Uh, but it is a pretty big show, so I mean, yeah, who knows? So there's only one way to find out. Show yep. up. So I've got a, a question here and I don't, I hope I don't sound like, like a douchebag when I ask this, but um, That's what do you all have at your gun friend. shows right now? Oh, it's, it's uh, <laughs> pictures. <laughs> yeah. Pictures and Nerf guns. 
Yeah, this is what we used to have. No, uh, actually, because a lot of the, the, the proposed bans haven't actually gone through, you're still allowed to buy and sell a lot of stuff. Uh, but, of course, there still has to be, instead of a Form 4473, we never had forms before. We just had flash your license, call it a day, and you can send it in the mail to the other guy across the country. No, FL, no FFL required or anything else. However, now they got this new transfer number in place that basically you have to go through the centralized government office to get like a basically a 4473 Tra- done. And um, yeah, so now you just, unfortunately on the weekends it might be a bit more difficult, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, you can still do a lot of transfers. I mean, still everything from, you know, bolt actions, lever actions, shotguns. Uh, if y'all come across a Winchester 3030 with a gold trigger, let me know. I've been looking Noted. for one for a while. <laughs> but a uh, 94, a 73, or what do you want? 94. Okay. 94 Ranger with a gold trigger. I had one, and, you know, now I don't. Mm. <laughs> Why do I have a funny suspicion there'll be one on your wall next week? Uh, yeah. Man, I've I've <laughs> really been looking for one uh, since I got rid of it. I got rid of it to get my first AR uh, back in the day and I'm I've kicked myself in the nuts ever since. That's like my, my first El Camino that I had. I've been trying to fill a void in my soul since I got rid of that car (laughs) and it's never going to go away. Part of me is gone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Well, with that, should we move in the Jeff's uh, weather blurb? Sure, and just uh, Tito, stop giving away my secrets. <laughs> uh, yeah, so as I mentioned on uh, last week's show, the atmospheric rivers are continuing to hammer the west coast of the U.S., specifically into the California area. Uh, it's good, but also uh, with the good sometimes comes the bad. Uh, there's been 19 deaths so far. And several thousand homes have suffered uh, significant water damage from uh, the floods and the, the runoff. You know, after having the fires and no trees and all that, there's just there's just nothing to hold the water back. So, but on the bright side, uh, the state is almost totally out of uh, any significant drought status. They still have drought status, but the extreme and the significant uh, drought statuses have uh, all but disappeared. Uh, the snowpack that last year, or sorry, that last week was at 140% of the yearly average. Uh, because of the continued storms this week, it has ballooned to 225% of a yearly average. Um, so that, that should bode well uh, come the spring when the snow starts to melt. And, you know, it's, it's certainly not going to get them out of the woods, but it's uh, certainly going to help hopefully for next year for crops and and water and that kind of stuff. Um, there is another storm coming for the beginning of this week for them, and then things should start to calm down a little bit and uh, return closer to normal. Again, be nice if they continued to have, you know, days of rain here and there, not the amount that they got that caused all the flooding, but, um, you know, to go, you know, six weeks and not see a drop of rain isn't a good thing either, so... I did throw a little um, article in there. Outside of that, there were uh, there was a, a bit of a tornado outbreak down um, 
in the southern states, uh, I believe Selma, Selma, Oklahoma, I believe, got hit pretty hard. Um, but I'm not really seeing anything coming up in the near future that is of concern. But if there is, I'll obviously plop it under our general weather on the Discord. We uh, we had uh, some tornadoes touched down here in Georgia. Uh, one was I, I was leaving one, a meeting and they were like, yeah, a tornado just touched down uh, south of Macon. And I was like, wait a minute. We're south of Macon. <laughs> that's, that's not good. And then it actually uh, it touched down about three hours from here. So it was, it was three, something like that. It was in uh, Covington, Georgia, which uh, some of y'all may know is, is like the, they call it the Hollywood of the South. It's where uh, Heat of the Night was filmed, Dukes of Hazzard, uh, uh, Steel Magnolias or something like that. I don't know. Debbie does Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Debbie's a nice girl. Uh, um, but uh, the Vampire Diaries, all that stuff, it was uh, it was filmed out there. Uh, Man, Jessica went out there for her birthday, her birthday or our anniversary. I can't remember. I think it was her birthday. Uh, or it may have just been just because I don't know. But yeah, it was. Apparently, it touched down like right right outside the the center of uh of the main town right there so like some of the neighborhoods we went through uh that they used those houses for filming and everything we went to see uh gone like a bunch of the neighborhoods are just gone wow wow (laughs) so we uh move into deal of the week all right, so you can get your crocodile Dundee on here. There's a giant Bowie knife on sale at Cabela's. It is massive. It's gonna be like a 16 inch blade or something. Uh, 60 yep. percent off. It's uh, on for like, like 27. Internet 16 right inch now. blade. What's that? <laughs> internet Never. 16 inches. Internet 16 inches or like a real 16 inches? No, like a real legit 16 inches. So you'd be like, bro, that's at least three feet. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it pulled up right here. That I'm telling you right now, that's three feet. That's a seven pound bass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is literally, uh, I think it's a regular 100 bucks. It's home for $27.99. So it's a pretty good deal. Oh. So. Yeah. Nice. All right. Anyone got any shout outs? All right. I got a quick shout out for Alan. Congratulations on being one episode in uh, Rage Quit Free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, show's not over yet. Oh, it's about to be. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With that, I'll bring episode number 191 of the Canadian Prepper podcast to the end. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and of course your favorite podcast app. Please uh, do submit a review. It does help other people find us. We do record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube where you can hear me quit and think that I had already logged off, uh, but obviously hadn't. If you want an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. That gives you an alert when we're going live. You can contact me at Alan, that's with one L, at prepperpodcast.ca. 
And I can be reached at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. And I'm also frequently on the Discord. That Ian can't. <laughs> that Ian's been kicked off of. Yeah. <laughs> Is uh, Brad still there? Or did he mute and walk away? I don't know. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, you can, you can get bat, uh, Brad at uh, batbradcpp at gmail.com if he uh, feels like showing up at some point uh, to the show again. See, his rate, his quit was nowhere near as awesome as mine. No, he just no, we didn't quit. realize he was yeah. gone. He was like, eh, well, I'm like out. I, quite, I don't quite, even quite. get a good sound clip out of it. <laughs> Well, quiet quitting is the new norm now. So yeah. that's, that's oh. the that's the streamyard sayonara is what that is. Where you just oh, yeah, see, yeah, that's it's a good point. We're an hour twelve, and he only signed up for an hour long episode. There you go, got it. Uh, you can reach me on the Discord app or at crossrifleranch at gmail dot com. Uh, you can find me uh, off the wall customizing. I think we're on the tickety talk, the Instagrams. Uh, I am on the Discord, not very, very often. Um, for the CPP, on Gilded App for the other CPP, or Monday nights on YouTubes uh, for the Canadian Prepper podcast. Or no, that's, Patreon. That's Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, the, yeah. yeah that's this one. That's the one uh, you're on. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> my bad. Um, yeah, the Patriot podcast uh, with potentially some other people on the panel. Um, you can reach Ian directly by emailing me at theislandretreat at gmail.com. Uh, you can find myself, Pierre, Gavin, and the other uh, prepper panelists, panelists but on Canadian Patriot Podcast, which is on iTunes, YouTube, and we record Monday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern. Since I can't go on Discord or WhatsApp or Facebook or anything else, I'm on the Gilded any, app. Any of the, inter- for, uh, any of the internets at all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to guild that for the OGCPP. So uh, email if you want to invite. Uh, they can find us discussing why government forces me to in- innovate. All right. And uh, check out uh, rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there on the live chat. Uh, you can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. So thanks for joining us. And until next time, be prepared, stay safe. And keep learning. I quit. <laughs> <laughs>